Hello, friends, and welcome back. I am excited to be here. Um, I just got back from Florida. I was there for about 10 days. I apologize in advance for my voice. Uh, I'm a little scratchy. I lost my voice. I had really bad allergies over there. There's just like a lot going on in Florida. Uh, so I still don't sound normal, but the show must go on. Um, <laughs> so just so you know why I sound a little bit off. But yeah, I just got back from Florida. I went for the retreat, which was so much fun before that. Kelly, my friend Kelly and I, you guys probably know Kelly from Kelly's Clean Kitchen. She was chefing the retreat and we decided to go up early to do Disney World for two days. I had never been to Disney World. I'm a huge Disney person. Uh, Disneyland is like, I mean, I know better than the back of my hand. Uh, I have spent my whole life like going there and when I was in college and I lived in LA, I had an annual pass and I would go multiple times a week. I'm just a big Disney nerd. Anyway, never been to Disney World, so busy with Disneyland. So it was fun to go there for the first time, especially with Kelly who knows the ins and outs of the parks and we just had the best time ever. I had so much fun and I feel like that was the, the theme of the entire trip, you know, every trip, every part of our lives has a different energy. And I feel like the last 10 days, I just have had so much fun. I had so much fun just the entire time I was in Florida. I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Florida. Uh, well, I'm not the biggest fan of Orlando. Let me say that. Uh, <laughs> I know it's very different than a lot of other cities in Florida. But yeah, for a number of reasons, and honestly, just like it's not my kind of weather, it's just not my kind of weather. But <laughs> I had so much fun in Florida between Disney World and just hanging out with Kelly and then the retreat. The retreat was pure magic and the intention of it was inner child activation as well as activating our next level of spiritual gifts. So we did a lot around intuition and energy work. Um and just so much inner child play. I think, I mean, I have so much to say about the retreat, but I just loved how many times the ladies there were saying things like, oh, I just haven't laughed this long, this much in forever. Or like, oh, I needed this. Like I'm having so much fun. I can't remember the last time I had this much fun. I love hearing that. And it really was just so much fun. I think we all laughed so hard. We were crying so many times and it was one for the books. It was one for the books. I love throwing retreats. Every retreat is very different. So much of it is what's co-created through the group, through the people that are meant to be there. And I find it is really all so beautifully, perfectly, divinely orchestrated. And as we get into the, the weekend, you start to realize why everyone's there. And by that, I mean, I mean, why they needed this at this point in their life, but also who was supposed to meet who and how you make these connections where maybe you wouldn't have otherwise met these people. And it's just a really, really beautiful thing. So the food was incredible. Next level. Kelly did an amazing job. If you need a chef for a retreat, I highly recommend Kelly at Kelly's Clean Kitchen. She is so amazing. Um, it was just so much fun for me to create and put together. We did, I mean, we played all kinds of games. I taught, what did I teach? I taught divination class. Obviously I taught transfiguration. I taught defense against the dark arts. I taught potions class. I taught astronomy and we, we just went everywhere. It was a lot of fun. You just had to be there, you know? And I was telling the women there, I was like, you know, it's so hard for me with retreats because you really just can't articulate the magic that happens here. And it really just, there's something different that happens in person and being able to have these really deep connections, deep conversations, obviously all of the energy work. We did a lot of energy work and it's just so powerful to see how people become a completely different person through a few days. And I think it's important to share experiences like that because a lot of people in their lives feel stuck. You know, they feel stuck. And let me tell you, I'm in, I am in the work of transformation, right? Seeing, witnessing, supporting people in transforming their own lives. And no matter how many retreats I've hosted, no matter how many sessions I have facilitated, 
it never ceases to amaze me what can happen in 30 minutes, in an hour, in a weekend where people leave as a completely different version of themselves on a completely different timeline, feeling totally different about their lives, feeling so clear, having new gifts turned on. It's just a really, really magical thing. And that really was the point of this retreat. And really, as I, you know, tune into where I want to go with my work next, it really is about reconnecting people with magic and helping them to realize that there is magic everywhere all the time (laughs) happening there's communication with the universe happening all at once and you can either see it or not see it it's happening either way and life can feel constantly consistently magical and miraculous if you allow it and if you know how to really receive that and so that is really what I'm focusing on and I know we all experienced that this weekend and um, I hope that a lot of you experience that in and the other content I, I release as well. So anyway, that was amazing. Uh, I am home just for a few days. I am still in a sea of boxes. <laughs> I am still in a sea of boxes and I am leaving again in a few days. We'll be gone for a bit and then I'll be home for like two weeks. So I'm excited for that two weeks to like really ground myself in. I'm really, really being intentional with the time I have at home. You know, it feels like crunch time in a lot of ways when I have a a lot to do. And I really have to like stay on top of taking care of myself, especially after so much traveling and like, you know, my immune system. I will tell you, uh, I hop right into my routines. I have been drowning myself in (laughs) Ned CBD, in Organifi, in Element Electrolytes. Uh, I have been... I did a cold cold plunge. We got a cold plunge, which was like the first thing I wanted to get when I got to this house from Edge Theory Labs. I had the found or the co-founder Joshua Dean Church on the podcast a while back. Um, if you're interested in getting a cold plunge, I have a discount code. It's Christine in the channel. It gives you, I think, $150 off, but like highly recommend. Anyway, I cold plunge this morning. It was amazing. Um, getting back into my journaling routine, listening to some content in the membership. I did a meditation this morning did a coffee enema because that is great for resetting. <laughs> Haven't done one in a while uh, because I've been traveling and yeah, just like getting back into my grounded rituals and getting really clear on myself and then balancing, you know, sorting through the sea of all this. I'm the kind of person where when there's like a mess around me, I can't, I can't, I really, I need it to be put away. Uh, and so I'm feeling kind of unsettled until I can fully unpack so, you know, all that's all that's happening. And I've been sharing on Instagram, like it, it is it is fun to c- create this space and be really intentional with it, like I said in the last episode. And I got so much incredible feedback from the episode. I really appreciate that. I'm glad that resonated with you guys. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in that and I'm still in that process. You know, I haven't like fully moved in yet. So anyway, there's, there's a lot happening. Um, but, you know, popping back in before my next my next little travel stint and onward and upward. Um, so I have a few, I guess I don't really have a few things. Um, I have one thing. If you are in the membership in Ascension School, we, depending on when you are listening to this, either have already sent out an email or are going to send an email letting you know that we will be having three calls this month starting on the 11th each week at 4 p.m. PST. So it's going to be a mixed bag of tricks. I, you'll have to come to find out what's happening. Uh, <laughs> you can go to christinathechannel.com slash membership to get a free seven-day trial of the membership to check it out, see what's up, all my meditations, channel messages, all of our fun transmission calls, lots of calls, lots of trainings, all the good stuff. So check that out there. Um, yeah, that's my pretty much my main announcement. I feel like everyone talks about how sleep is the most important thing to prioritize, but so many people don't take that seriously. And I'll be honest, for a lot of my life, I didn't take it seriously either. And I think recently I've had an even bigger appreciation for how important my sleep has been just because I've been 
traveling a lot and things have been happening in my house and I've had a lot of things disrupting my sleep and getting off schedule. It has completely thrown me off for the rest of the day. 70 million Americans have chronic sleep issues and over half of Americans deal with sleep deprivation. We are not functioning at our highest capacity when we are sleep deprived. So one of the things that has seriously been saving me and keeping me grounded has been Ned's new product, Shut Eye Chai. You guys know I have been using Ned products for years. I use all of them. They have the best full spectrum hemp oil, on the market, super clean. Their magnesium products are my go-to. They're so incredible. It is really hard to find high quality magnesium. And Shut Eye Chai is literally the best of all worlds because it's a super blend latte for sleep. Okay, we know I'm obsessed with lattes. It has adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium. Seriously, the best ingredients out there wrapped in a heavenly masala chai inspired spiced body. Cinnamon, clove, ginger, all that good stuff. It doesn't just set you up for an amazing sleep. It also contains ingredients like chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha, which are so nourishing for the body. Great for balancing out cortisol. And this is amazing for helping to calm your nervous system, nourish your senses, and just send you peacefully off to dreamland. Shut Eye Chai does not contain CBD, caffeine, melatonin, or dairy. It's all natural. It's crafted from the highest grade single origin ingredients, ethically sourced from some of the world's best small-scale farms. Ned is fully transparent. That's one of the things I love the most about them. They share their third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process right on their website. Ned's Shut Eye Chai has been really a huge part of my nighttime ritual. Things have been really crazy in my life recently, and it's been the thing that's grounded me in. And so I like to use this time to make my evening latte, which you know, is my life. I love my lattes. I put it in a quartz mug. We're just raising our frequency. And I use this time to fully ground into my body, feel my feet on the floor, set an intention for my sleep. You can ask a question that you want to be answered in your dreams. Just mindfully sip and just like bring myself down, ground in, visualize tree roots coming up from my feet all the way around my waist, grounding me into mother earth. And it's seriously a night and day difference for my sleep and for my nervous system. All of Ned's products like the Shut Eye Chai and the Full Spectrum Hemp Oil Like these are such a big part of me being able to do what I do to create all of this content for you, to run multiple companies, to have just launched a product line, to be writing books. I have to really stay on top of my health and there's a lot of stuff going on that can make my nervous system get dysregulated. So these products really allow me to really show up for everybody in my life and myself and are really the game changer when it comes to my sleep. So if you want to discover how Shut Eye Chai can revolutionize your sleep and get 15% off, use the code Christina. Go to helloned.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, or enter code Christina at checkout. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina to get 15% off. Sweet dreams. So I wanted to do an episode, speaking of magic, recapping Paris a little bit. I was in Paris for a bit, about two weeks, and I've had a bunch of people ask me if I was going to do an episode recapping it specifically, so I thought, why not? Um, And yeah, I feel like like it was very intentional. Well, of course, It, it has not been a coincidence that I have been on the go so much in the last few months and so much has been shifting and changing and whenever you are wanting to change one thing in your life I find that it's easiest to make multiple changes at once so kind of what I was talking about with moving and transitioning homes that is such a great time to change habits to make identity shifts that you've been ready to make to step into your most authentic self to also tack on oh I do this every week now or whatever it is I find that because you're already in the energy of change and transformation it is easier to tack that thing on which is one of the reasons why when I want to form a new habit actually for me traveling is a good time for me to do that because I am already in a different routine and so it doesn't feel like this going against the groove like you know we build these energetic grooves in our lives and we want to change a habit or even a thought it can feel kind of difficult to do that because we're so in that groove but when we're already out of the groove in a different groove it's easier to add in other things it's it's easier to shift a thought to shift a belief to shift a behavior to shift a habit 
whatever it is for me when I am traveling and I feel like the last month has been so much spaciousness of doing things in like such a, such a different order in such a different way really tuning into my body in a very different way you know eating differently because I'm traveling I'm in, I'm in different areas different cultures things like that so um, it's been this really interesting like flow space for me. I've obviously gotten so many messages that I'm like still integrating. Like I, I, the best way I can describe it is, I mean, it is full mermaid energy. Like this house for me represents like mermaid activations, which is funny because you would think San Diego is much more mermaid. I am finding that this next season of my life is pure mermaid code activations. And I have felt like that has been unlocked. A lot of that has been getting unlocked for me in new ways over the last few months. And I've just been kind of swimming in that sea and getting to know myself um, in a different way, more from the space of like just observing and just witnessing and just being in this flow. Um, yeah, like I'm going downstream and I haven't quite landed where I'm going to land yet. And so I'm just noticing it. So anyway, um, I don't even really know what people wanted me to recap in Paris, but I didn't really think about this beforehand. So Paris, I went because um, my friends, Hannah and Dylan, were getting married. Uh, some of you might know them. They met on Bachelor in Paradise. And yeah, so a bunch of us were all going to Paris for this wedding, which was kind of funny because it was like... Once everybody got in town, it just felt like we brought California to Paris. You know, you have like 150 Americans in Paris and we all know each other. It was just funny. Um, but I was going for that and my friend Camille and I decided to go up a bit early so we'd have plenty of time to just like actually explore the city and do our thing and all that. And then um, the wedding was towards the end of the trip. It was like the last thing we did. And my friend Camille uh, is was, was also moving. And so she had kind of packed up her whole life and booked a one-way ticket to Paris and has been like tra traveling after that. So it was kind of like the last hurrah for her leaving the States for a bit. And yeah, that was kind of, you know, why, why we went. And I've never been to Paris before. So I've definitely been feeling the itch to go different places you know it's funny I've never really up until this point I was never really like a I never had the itch to internationally travel I'll say like I know some people that's like really important to them and they have like this itch and this desire and I honestly just never really had that um I've traveled a lot in the U.S. but I just never you know, I've, I've been to like, I don't know, five or six countries, but that was just never really a focus for me. Like I never had that drive and it's been coming up recently. I would say in the last six months, um, where I'm actually feeling called to go places. Uh, I just wasn't getting the call, you know, and I, and I really believe, especially with travel, but all things in life, it's like, I wait for the call. I don't try and force because timing is a real thing. It really is. And right now is a time where kind of what I was saying in the last episode about like we're being pulled to different places for different reasons and you know for me it's different activation codes I can receive in those places different past life memories I can turn on in those places also work that I, I need to do on the land also people I'm there to meet you know there's all kinds of reasons why I'm being guided there at this time so I have definitely I, I'm like I've gotten my next places that I'm, I'm meant to go. So I'm getting that bug. I'm excited. But, you know, London, which was a couple months earlier. I don't know. When was that? I guess more than a couple months, like April. <laughs> this year has gone by so fast. Really knocked a lot open within me. And I was very curious to to see how I felt in Paris. Um and you know how we feel in different places is is so unique right because there are places that like are just not going to resonate with me that are deeply going to resonate with someone else and so it's never like 
it's when people don't resonate with locations, it's not a judgment of the place itself, right? It's like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't want to live where I'm living right now. That's fine. That doesn't mean it's a bad place. It's just like, that's just not where they're meant to be. And there are a lot of locations people love living that I personally just would not want to, whether, I don't know, just I don't resonate with it or I don't like the weather or like whatever it is. It doesn't really matter, you know? So these aren't like better than worse than judgments. It's just like, it's all residents. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, for me, Paris had... Paris was hard for me. It was really hard for me um, for a number of reasons. The first being it, the, you know, there's a there's just in many places on the planet, right? But there's just a lot of pain still. There's just a lot of pain held there. And you think about that just historically and think about like just the art that's come from that place. Um, think about movies that have been filmed there and like just the history of it. Uh, and we were staying, um, we, we were staying in an area, you know, we're staying in Bastille. So like, this is where, you know, the revolution happened and long story short, like as soon as we got there, I wasn't really like, I don't know, thinking about it, I guess we got there, we're staying, staying in an Airbnb and, I could not sleep. I, I did not really sleep much. Um, the first couple nights especially were really rough. I had so many dead people coming into my room, having messages, needing help, needing healing, needing support crossing over. Um, as I've said, mediumship isn't my favorite thing personally, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so I... I was spending a lot of time like working with those energies. Um, There's a lot to clear. There was a lot of people who needed help. There's just a lot of like healing that need to need to take place. And you know, when we when we pass, especially traumatically, or when we we have a lot of trauma things that we haven't healed, and then we passed, um, that can show up in our next incarnation right? Uh, which is why sometimes we have certain fears or we have certain, um, yeah, fears, wounds, whatever. And we don't really understand where it comes from, where it came from. There's no logical reason. Well, it might not be from this lifetime. It might be something that never got cleared, you know? So a lot of people, if they, if they died in a very traumatic way and they popped into the next incarnation and and like, that was the last thing that happened. A lot of people have intense fears around that happening because they never like healed that or cleared that, you know? So, a lot of that and then also a lot of sometimes you know souls kind of I don't even you know sometimes it's really hard for me to talk about all all this everything I do because I know people get very attached to the words and it's not the semantics aren't necessarily accurate but it's the best way to describe what's going on and so whatever um it's kind of like the soul gets stuck I'll say like hasn't fully crossed is lost still has a message still feels confused still feels traumatized isn't ready to go to the next to the next phase and so sometimes those souls need support um so I you know it was just very intense feeling the energy of that land and things that have not been cleared and healed and all of the souls like I've actually that's of all the places I have personally been, that's, I've never experienced so many uncrossed souls in one, in one area. Um, and so it was very intense for me to be honest. And it was kind of dark and I definitely had trouble sleeping. Um, I didn't sleep that much. Um, and yeah, there was just, there's a lot of like psychic attacks that run around in that area. It was just, yeah, interesting, you know? So that, that was going on. Um, we, I think we did really well with like hitting most of the major spots to see, um, loved going to all the different major spots, you know, tourist spots. Uh, I, I feel like some of my favorite things to see were all the different churches there for sure. So we went to a lot of different churches. They're absolutely beautiful. And the thing there was a lot of these churches just needed a lot of energy work. Um, and so I was spending a lot of time clearing, clearing the energy. And so I want you to think about like, think about it like this, a church. Um, and 
A church is the place where people come to pray, right? And a lot of people pray about things that are difficult or they confess their quote sins, <laughs> right? Coming from someone that I grew up Catholic, okay? So we confess our quote sins. Um, we pray about struggles. We, we pray and ask for help when people are having a hard time. They, they go to church for healing. And the thing that a lot of these churches really needed was it was like they needed to be drained out energetically, like all of that energy, all of that, uh, the low frequency energy was just kind of being held there because in the church was just holding it. And like foundationally, quite literally, that can like ne very negatively affect the buildings themselves and they're holding all of that energy, but also for the, for the space to actually be able to do all of its healing work, um, draining that vibrationally it's like a full reset right uh, and sometimes people go into churches and they get a weird feeling or they get a creepy feeling and that can be from all kinds of reasons right there can be shenanigans happening in the church itself in the actual church but a lot of churches um it's really just because all the energy has been held there and it hasn't been released or cleared or sent back to the earth so i was doing a lot of energy work on these places the churches were asking me to do this um and you know it was really powerful to kind of reconnect with this energy of I mean I guess it could be, it could be church it could be temple like like the energy of going somewhere to really connect with a specific being you know and specifically I mean my favorite place was the church of Mary Magdalene um I didn't get to go to South of France this time, but I definitely need to go. Um, you know, I spent a long time in there and was chatting with her and it's just like really powerful. You know, she was just kind of reminding me like, you know, simple as <laughs> I'm like, what do you think about this? And she's like, simple as like, if there are places where people are revering, revering us, like a certain being, of course, we're going to come through. Like, of course, we're going to be grateful for that honor and respect. And of course our energy is going to be potent, you know, and, and it kind of goes back to like having, having an altar in your space can be really beautiful to connect with these beings. Like if you are looking for deeper ways to connect with your guides, uh, or even a specific being setting up some type of altar for yourself can be really beautiful. It can just be like, you know, any, any objects, maybe a photo of them, uh, maybe an object that reminds you of them, you know, maybe a crystal, like anything. It could be an essential oil, um, maybe, I don't know, a necklace or anything like that. I actually got myself a little trinket from the Church of Mary Magdalene because I had such beautiful conversations with her. Um, and, you know, she is... Mary Magdalene's a whole other topic, right? But like she was talking to me a lot about just like the healing that needs to happen on this planet right now. And that places like churches, temples, um, pla places to go. And th those can be virtual spaces. Those can be physical spaces. That can be any gathering, like any gathering of any sort. She was just saying that places of gathering or gatherings with a shared common intention are going to be so crucial at this time. Uh, for our higher healing and to really bring in higher frequencies and a lot of these beings that want to help and want to support. Um, and, you know, it's such a simple message, but it just like she really drove it home for me. I was like, that is so crucial. I think it's one of the reasons why I love the membership so much because it feels like this place where we all come together with a shared intention and we are anchoring in, setting up so much, so much light, right? It's like we are up like a giant beam is getting sent to the sky like hey beings of the highest love and light like what do you want to say to us and we get such powerful messages coming through you know and so um you can really feel that that connection to these beings or you know the church of saint germain that was another beautiful one you know he is he's funny uh <laughs> whatever so i really enjoyed um going these places and connecting with the entities and channeling there and just like having my own experience. And honestly, it kind of rewired a lot for me around church. I haven't really been to many churches, um, since I left, the, since I quote left the church, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like just the opportunity didn't really present itself now going to Europe a bit more, obviously like they're beautiful buildings to visit and it's cool to feel the energy. Uh, but <clears throat> 
yeah, it was, it was, it was cool for me to go back into a church and like have a very different experience and a much more profound spiritual experience. So yeah. Um, I don't even know how deep I want to get into this. Is there anything else that Mary said that I should share here? Well, what I'll say is, um, (laughs) take it or leave it, but, well, she has a strong connection to healing waters. And I think some people get the Marius confused. I'll just say that. Um, She's saying not to go into it. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, you know, Mary Magdalene is really coming through a lot for for strength and for healing, for powerful healing. And so she's definitely someone to call upon if you're looking for healing. Um, You know, St. Germain definitely was bringing up just like the fun piece and not being so serious and people needing to like get reconnect to magic and really understand magic and understand like, like that as a science, right? That as a science, alchemy, sorcery, magic as a science, as it was in the old days and like where that really comes from vibrationally, like connecting with that is connecting in with, with the fields and when we are tapping back into our inner child, into our imagination and creativity, that is where, that is what supercharges our practice of working with energy. It is what, you know, fuels our mind's eye so that we can create things in the non-physical that then can shift the physical, you know? Um, and so they were just sharing a lot about that. Um, those are probably the, my two favorite churches I visited personally. Um, I, Yeah, I I was just doing a lot of grid work. If you are really interested in expanding time, one of the things you need to look at is productivity, focus, concentration, brain health, and that is why I love Organifi Pure. I definitely drink a lot more pure in the summer months because it tastes like lemonade, but it's healthy. It doesn't have all that extra sugar, but this is amazing for supporting learning, memory, focus, and clarity. It gives my brain that extra boost without extra caffeine from another cup of coffee. I am obsessed with all things natural brain boosting, plus pure tastes amazing. So it is a go-to for me. I like to have this usually like late morning or early afternoon when I need just a little mental boost, you know, especially with looking at screens all day on days when I have a lot of computer work, I I feel that getting to me. So I'll just put a scoop of pure into water. I like to add some ice because it literally tastes like a healthy lemonade and it just helps me zero in focus. This is great whenever I have a big project, like if I have to sit down and edit a book, for example, this is what I'm going to. It's caffeine free and contains this perfect concoction of ingredients like coffee berry, ACV, lion's mane to all help with digestion, BDNF levels, and productivity. BDNF is a key neuroprotein associated with learning and memory. Scientists have seen that BDNF and the brain's ability to wire new connections decreases over time. I know a lot of you are into neural reprogramming like me, so pay attention. Neurofactor, the extract of the coffee fruit, has been shown to support healthy BDNF levels and support mental clarity. That is the real superstar of Organifi Pure, plus Lion's Mane, which I'm sure you know is incredible for supporting memory and cognition, in addition to giving you a nice mood boost and it's anti-inflammatory and antioxidant rich. Plus, it just tastes amazing. I love anything lemony, anything that tastes like lemonade. And pro tip, this is also great hot. So if you want like a lemony beverage, for example, if I'm traveling and I don't have any straight lemon juice or lemons, I will just have pure with hot water and it just tastes like warm lemony goodness. So if you want to get your hands on Organifi Pure to support your mental clarity, focus, productivity, and get shit done, or if you want to check out any of Organifi's other products, because we know I live, breathe, bleed Organifi, you can just go to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC, and that will get you 20% off. Plus, you can see all of my fave products listed out right there. Again, Organifi.com slash CTC, that will get you 20% off. I will talk about the Louvre, and it's funny because 
you know, I kind of mentioned, I mentioned this on social media and people have been reaching out to me about it, but the Louvre was like so dark. I couldn't even, I couldn't even, um, I got physically ill. Like I, I, I was physically ill. My guides were like trying to push me out. I really, sorry, I was just looking down because my cat, (laughs) I put my foot on my cat, but I was really excited to go to the Louvre. I wanted to see all the things in there. Uh, I wanted, I didn't, and I, yeah, I don't know. And I went in and my guides, it was like, don't be here, don't be here. And I was just kind of being dumb and pushing past it. And I started to get really like nauseous. Like I was feeling so sick and like I was going to pass out. And about halfway through, I mean, it's huge, right? Like the Louvre is huge. I didn't realize how big it was. I knew it was big. I knew it was big, but like, I don't know. I've been to into a lot of big museums, you know, and like, this is big. Like, I don't, there's no way you could finish it in a day. I feel like, um, you need a couple, but it's, it's also very confusing and the signs aren't very good. So I, we kept getting lost and it was just like, there's a lot going on. There's so many people. There's so many people. It's very overwhelming for somebody who's energetically sensitive and you know before that I had protected myself and I also turned you know I kind of turned everything down so I could have my human experience but I was getting so ill and I I did um throw up (laughs) it was not good I got so sick and they were just like get out of here and I was like what is going on um so I turned on my third eye (laughs) you know turn the dial up and mm, mm. I was like, I'm not surprised. Like, I just got ill. Like, I need to get out of here real quick. There was just so many um, low-frequency entities flying through. Uh, and, like, I think, like, being there and seeing and seeing it in person just hit me so different. Like, it's, like, the difference between you can watch something on a mo- in a movie or on a TV screen or, like, on the news and and see that or feel that but like when you're there in person it hits you so differently like so much more intensely it's so emotional you know but and and being there in the Louvre and like literally with my own eyes seeing because I see holograms right I see things like they're 3d it's not just in my mind's eye but like seeing all the holograms seeing these beings flying around and seeing what was going on and like just honestly I just felt like a place where low frequency entities are feeding off all of these people, off of their energy. The vibe was so low. Ugh. I don't even like talking about it. Ugh. Uh, and it's a shame because there is some really beautiful stuff in there. And also a lot of that stuff is stolen and fake, you know? A lot of that stuff is not real. Wink, wink. And a lot of it is coded with with vibrations um meant to deactivate people's awareness (laughs) and keep people asleep and it was just really low vibe honestly uh so yeah I and it's funny because I've had a lot of people since that I've talked to they're like you know what it's so funny every time I go to Paris it's like my guides will not let me go there and I think that's why um so yeah uh if you go, I would recommend protecting yourself. I would be energetically aware. There was one wing in particular where like the most stuff was happening. Um, well, I will say the Egypt section, I literally couldn't be in. Um, and just honestly, that whole section with all of the paint, like the paintings over where the Mona Lisa supposedly is. Mm. no thanks um and you know I think while I was there I mean I was so depleted at that point like I just could not and maybe I don't I just I don't think it was even in my I couldn't even I couldn't even think about trying to clear any of that I just I was it was not the day for battle uh I will tell you that but I had been doing a lot of stuff clearing out these a lot of the churches um and a lot of other places I was going in different museums 
you know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of pain like stored very actively, very, very actively on the land. Uh, and it's a very different feeling than, you know, when you go to a land and you can feel the pain from the past, it felt like, it, it was, it was beyond that. It was like, th these are like active entities running around, like things have not left, whatever. Sorry if this is going in a direction you weren't expecting, but it is what it is. Um, we also went to the palace at Versailles, which was, I mean, very cool to see. Um, ironically, I, it wasn't that bad like the energy was not, was not bad. In fact, some of it was nice. Um, and you know, it has its stuff and there's definitely a lot, I mean, with the revolution and whatever. Um, so there, there was stuff, but I had much easier time at the palace than I did at the Louvre. Um, and I think it's just really incredible. Um, it's, it's just really incredible to be in a space like that, you know, and like you think about when that was built and how large it is and how many people, how many people worked there and lived in that palace, like thousands and thousands and no privacy. And I think like for me, it actually just really brought up as, as silly as it might sound, like I think I've talked about this before, you know, I love the show Bridgerton and when I watch that show, um, you know, not all of it's like factual, but just like the social dynamics and the way of living and the way things were. And, um, it, it makes me very grateful to, to be alive here now. And, uh, you can really reconnect with, with the pain and the fear, uh, and just how, you know, brutal it was, especially in France, like from so many different directions, um, with the revolution and, um, with all the, the health issues people had and like lack of resources and water, like, there was a, there's a lot of pain, you know, and there's, there's been a lot of sickness. There's been a lot of violence, a lot, a lot of violence, a lot of loss. And it just feels like, you know, many places have that. And I think some more than others, it still feels very active. Um, and you know, it's funny places like that can definitely be sources of inspiration for people, right? Cause you're reconnecting with an intense emotion. Uh, and, in places where there can be a lot of heavy darkness, there can also be a lot of bright, bright, bright light and love. And it's that romantic kind of energy that's like, it's tortured artist. It's like there's this darkness and also a space of inspiration and, and deep love. Um, yeah, the, the frequency there is just very, very fascinating. But um, what else do I want to say about, about Paris? Uh, you know, food wise. Well, what I'll say is everybody was trying to, was saying that they were going to be really, French people are going to be really mean. They were really nice to us. Uh, so I thought everybody was really nice. Um, I love how the culture, I just like, there's so many things I love about the culture. There are also things like I don't. Uh, I mean, I love that they walk everywhere. I love that it's such a walkable city. I mean, and it's very big and you can't walk everywhere, but I love that people are just so active and I love the whole like energy of, um, I feel like the, the energy there is just minimum, you know, like minimum, like we're just going to walk. Like they don't seem to like work out or there's, there are no gyms or anything. They don't work out, but they just walk everywhere. Um, so, and, and then they, eat really they eat small portions and they like eat it seems like they just eat everything they want but small portions you know it's, it's like this very just like less less is more um instead of america like when it, we were talking a lot about food and exercise like with my friends you know and everybody in socal is like not everybody but it's like very much like a a gym rat kind of energy. Like everybody goes to the gym and like there's a certain way we eat and you just don't find any of that, you know, in, in Europe. And it's, it's really refreshing, but obviously like I love all those pieces of the lifestyle. Um, I also did not love that. It's really hard to find protein in the morning. Uh, <laughs> we're just like laughing. It's like, we just live off of coffee, coffee and, uh, croissants here. So I did eat, I did eat gluten, um, and then I kind of limited it. I like tried to, but it honestly, 
and I will say this, like I, I, I feel like you can eat gluten-free pretty much anywhere. Um, it is harder in France than other places. Um, other places I've been internationally have definitely been easier. I think because it's like so croissant heavy. Uh, but you know, lunch and dinner, there's, you know, veggies and meat, which is nice. I, they're super into beef tartare, which I love. So that was great. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely liked a lot of things about the culture. Um, people were really nice. Loved walking everywhere. It's, it's beautiful. You know, it, it is very beautiful. I didn't realize, okay, this is what I love. And, and I also hate it. So I, I mean, I've never been there before. I didn't really know anything about it. And I didn't know that in August, everybody's on summer vacation. So the downside for us was like we kept going places and they were closed and, you know, people aren't, aren't using websites like they don't care. Uh, so you, you either you call or you go um, and then you find out, oh, my God, it's closed for summer. Like it's summer, summer vacation. And um, someone had told me there's a historical reason for that. It was like they shut down. I think they shut down like like I don't know if this is right. So this might be wrong, but something of like they used to shut down the factories at that time so people could have a break and that kind of shut down everything in the cities. And then as time went on, they just kept with that tradition, even though things were up and running still. Um, but the thing is, I guess, I mean, a lot of places in in Paris in August were closed. So if you're going for the first time, I don't think I would go in August. Also, the weather was not my favorite weather. I, you know, it's just very, very hot and sweaty. And I was like, I need, I need a lymphatic drainage massage stat. Um, but I didn't get one anyway. So yeah. And, and I obviously didn't like that for, because we wanted to try all the places, but I love that because I'm like, how amazing is that, that they like, that's just the thing in their society, you know? And I think about like over here, we are expected to work with the same energy level like all year long. And I've talked about this a lot in the membership. Like it's just not, un it's just not realistic. And it is fighting our bodies and it, it makes us sick, you know? And, and like you think about the female body and we go through cycles throughout the month and it's very normal for everyone to go through cycles throughout the year. We have seasons for a reason. And like the idea that we should all have the same amount of productivity all year long in the same area of our lives is just completely ridiculous to me. And I think people need a lot more of a break. Um, and that lends itself to a whole other conversation about like company culture and nine to fives and all that, which I could go off about. But I, I did love that. And, and like, how cool is it that just like kind of generally throughout this whole area that was like, yeah, that's what we do, you know? And I just think they have such a better balance over there. It's not working. It's not living to work. It's just working to live, you know? And so there's definitely much more of a creative vibe. Um, and, you know, your long dinners. Uh, I love that to a certain extent. And then there's a piece of me that's like, let's go on to the next thing. It's so funny. It's like the waiters are so fast and then they leave you and they like don't come to give you the, the bill for like three hours. Like they just like literally won't even come over. So that was funny. But yeah, the food, the food was great. Um, I loved the food for sure. I think that being in, in Paris, well, I know definitely, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit French, um, just a smidge. <laughs> so, you know, embodying my French self, but I, Oh, the other thing I love about the culture is I, I love how they dress. Like I was talking to my friends about this. I personally kind of low key hate California style or I'll say SoCal style. I think I just hate it. Uh, personal preference. I think it's so silly. Uh, I feel like we just dress like teenagers. It's just the personal thing. Half Most of my friends disagree with me. Great. I like to wear sundresses and I like to like wear you know matching sets and I like to like dress up I like to, I like to look nice I like to look like put together um that's just like not the vibe in SoCal it's you know athleisure or crop tops a crop top and high-waisted jeans you know it's like that and sneakers like that's the vibe and you know no one over there is wearing athletic wear um so I loved 
I love like the fashion. I love how everybody looks so nice. And even just like, I love just like looking at, you know, watching people, um, and how like their, their sense of style and fashion. And I, I felt like people were just so much more expressive, like seeing how people really did express themselves through style. And I feel like here, everybody just kind of like is a copycat of each other. There are things in style and we all just like do the same thing. And over there, it just, it did seem like so much more of a personal expression and people were really doing different things. And you could tell a lot about somebody's personality through, through what they were wearing, you know? And I think that's, that's super cool. So I love, I loved that. Um, I think France did kick up a lot in me just past life wise. Like I've had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of, like, my lives in France and other incarnations have been, like, very painful, you know, just, like, very painful with family wounds in those lives, best way I can put it, and so it definitely, being there, you know, kicked up a lot of feelings, and that is one of the things that can happen when you go to different places. Um, I had a lot of stuff turn on, and I had a lot of, like, astral work that I need to be doing turning on and like, you know, the guys are telling me different parts of my mission, but I also just had a lot of emotions simmering deep within me that aren't even from this lifetime, things that weren't cleared and healed that came up that needed to come up so that I could actually start to release those and heal those. And so it, it did bring up a lot in me, um, personally and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot, another one of the reasons why a lot of us are being guided to different places for like what we can bring to that land, but also so that we can complete, we can complete cycles and we can see what it brings up within us to heal some of these other, these energies from other lifetimes that we maybe have forgotten about. And so I had a lot of visions turning back on and um, realized a lot of healing I need to, I needed to do related to those lifetimes. <clears throat> And that was, that was really beautiful. And it felt like, you know, completing a contract, like, like very much talking to the land. Um, and the best way I can describe it is, okay, let's say you grow up and you don't have a, you don't have a great experience home. You're like, I cannot wait to get out of here. I can't wait to go to college or university or whatever. Um, and you're so excited and you go and you live your life and you're like, love it. Never going back. Uh, hate going home. And maybe you do go back sometimes, but you hate it. You resent it. Not fun. Uh, so annoying. I hate these people. I hate this place. Whatever. And then maybe you like go and you live your life and you do a lot of healing work and you do a lot of clearing work and activation. And you become very different. You become very different. And maybe it's been a decade, two decades later and you return back. You return back to your home. You Maybe you return back to the school that you went to. Maybe you return back to your childhood home and you feel so differently about it. Like, like it's like this place of... I can actually appreciate now, you know, or like I've come to peace with you and I don't have all this anger or resentment towards you anymore. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? I know I have had that in this incarnation and going to Paris for me was very much like that from other incarnations. Like I had to go here to finish a piece of the puzzle um, and just get back to this place of like, okay, I can be here now because I have avoided Paris a lot. I've avoided Paris a lot in many incarnations because I didn't want to go back because I had so much pain there. Um, and it was just like a place that held memories that I didn't want to face. And so it was really beautiful to go back and, and really clear that. And that's the thing about where we're stepping into with ascension and multidimensionality is it, it's not just like, oh, I'm only dealing with what's happening in this lifetime. That's where we need to start. We have to start there and we have to focus on that. But the things from other lifetimes are just as present and just as relevant. And it, you know, the more you remember, like I remember my pa my past lives with the same ease that I remember what happened when I was three years old, four years old, seven years old, eight years old, like it's a memory. Uh, and so all of that is relevant. All of that is running through my system, you know? And so we're going to start to feel some of that turn on. The other thing that was interesting when I was in Paris is I have deep soul connections with quite a few people in my life who really need to go to Paris um, and who like need codes from that place. And so what was happening, what was 
so cool was like I went there and I was able to like vibrationally send those codes to those people. And pretty much all of those people during that time, there was some dream exchange with me and them. So um, they would tell me, they're like, hey, I know you're in Paris, but I had this dream about you. And like, this is what was happening. And these were all people who I knew on a soul level needed to go to Paris for some activation codes. And I was basically sending it to them in in the astral, um, which is really cool. And we're going to, I feel, see a lot more of that, like as different people travel and we can, we can send, um, we can bring some of that energy with us, you know? And so like every place I go that I'm, I'm collecting certain things, certain knowledge, certain information, um, that becomes activated in my field. And then as I move through the world, those activations can, kind of connect with someone else's energy field and activate them into whatever they need from that, you know? So we are able to do that for, for each other, um, which is really cool. So anything else I really want to say about Paris? Well, you know, we did all the travel stuff and then we went to the wedding. The wedding was absolutely beautiful, absolutely incredible. Um, out of a movie, out of a fairy tale, can't say enough great things. Every little detail every little detail. It was next level insane. So grateful to have been there. Um, and yeah, the whole thing, it just, it, it is, it's interesting, you know, how much you can, you can really feel the history and how, you know, it's still very alive. Um, and remembering, I, th- I think it goes back with the idea of moving, you know, like what I was talking about with, with homes and remembering that buildings hold energy. Um, buildings store memories and the same way like my house had been reminding me hey make sure you're doing energy work and taking care of energy clearing and activating and all the things that you do for your physical vessel with your home it's the same thing like with these with these public spaces too you know and when you tune into the frequency of of a building it's not just as simple as like oh this is low vibe or high vibe it's not that simple like all of the memories that have been stored there, all of the people that have been there, uh, the intentions that have, have been set, like the different, like the pain that it, that has been stored there. Like a lot of the buildings, especially in France, I feel like we're like holding the grit. Like they were holding it down. They were holding it down because like all of that energy, all that sadness and pain and resentment and all that had to go somewhere. And these churches had had become a lot of these like portal points for that and they were just it was like you know someone put all the dirty water in this fish tank and like at some point we need to drain that fish tank and fill it with new water um and you know we can completely change the energy of a building when we do clear it when we do release it uh and, and even just realizing you know you know like you can feel that like when you go into a home you can tell if there's been a lot of struggle or pain or fighting there versus if it's been very happy and, and positive and lots of good times you could feel the vibe there and that's not a judgment of like this is good or bad it's just like there has been energy here and we can totally shift it when we when we release it but the thing is that I think a lot of us are really a lot of people are very out of touch because they don't see it physically right so it's different for me it's more intense for me because I'm seeing it I'm seeing it um the same way you can I don't know, see the door over there, the painting over there. Like I also see all these holograms um, and many people have that ability, but it's not turned on for everybody. And you can see everything that these buildings are holding. Um, and also there's this sense of like violation of certain buildings, you know, when someone you're coming to a space, like with anything, like, do I have permission to work with you? You know, like, like it's, it's a relationship. And a lot of these buildings have been used for, I mean, one of the things that a number of them were bringing up were like for filming. And it was like, I didn't want that here. Like that just violated this space, you know? And like something happens when, like, these are complicated. It's kind of like a very complicated family dynamic, you know, when like these buildings are holding it down and holding space for so many people. And then, um, low frequency entities are like feeding off what's going on there. And then, you know, movies are, are being made or, um, you know, stories are being told about these places that aren't all true. And it's like, the, it's, just a lot of distortion, you know? And so when there's a lot of distortion in the field, sometimes you walk in and you start to feel 
these distortions or you start to feel strange feelings that you don't usually feel or you start to feel limiting beliefs coming up or like things that are matching with the resonance of distortion. Um, and I do feel like, you know, I personally feel like a lot of history that's been shared is just total bullshit. Um, and there's a, re- there's a, a reason why that has been believed by so many people, you know? And so it's really crazy when you go places with such deep history and you're feeling into like truths of what happened and, and real people and beings and powerful, powerful energy that was there. I mean, this space was the place of very, very powerful healers and, and very, very powerful, just straight magic, like straight magic. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's definitely like, we kept noticing like, there's definitely like a strong, like, like witch vibe, like witch, witch community, like people like straight dressed. <laughs> there's definitely that over here. Um, but there, there is very strong magic and very strong healing. And there was also people that use that like not for good intentions. And there was also like a lot of, a lot of violence, um, for sure. And so I think like my perception of Paris, just from that interaction, um, you know, it was heavy. It was heavy. Like there was a lot of beauty and there was a lot of magic. And, um, I was channeling a lot. Um, I was picking up a lot. I was picking up so much that I couldn't even really process everything. And I was getting a lot of good tidbits from a lot of the beings that hang out there. Um, and I was experiencing just so just magic on a different level, you know, cause it's just so available there. It's just like, right. It's just ripe for creation and magic. And again, these are places of inspiration. My friend and I, um, did what I like to call a synchronicity day where you let the universe guide you. So I like to do this when I'm in a new city or if I just have like a blank day, um, anywhere where I have the space to do it. It's one of my favorite things to do where I just let the universe take me sign by sign. And we spent the entire day just letting the universe take us sign by sign. Um, and that was the first time she's done a synchronicity day. And it was so fun just like seeing her be in this like giddy, giddy schoolgirl kind of energy, like, oh my God, like she couldn't, like, couldn't even believe like, oh my God, there's a sign. Um, and we were just guided sign by sign throughout the city. Um, I had gotten the hit. I was like, oh, they're going to, they they want us to get some, some jewelry. They're going to send us jewelry. And lo and behold, we get sent to this jewelry shop and we go to this jewelry shop and this jewelry shop literally has a bracelet of like this golden butterfly. And I was like, oh my God, I need this monarch being. Um, and she had just been talking about like her spirit animal and an owl. And the man goes, the the jeweler, he was like, oh, I'm going to give you this free gift. It's a necklace. And it was out of an owl, you know? And, and then we, you know, kept walking and it was like, we were getting messages in books and different stores. And uh, it was pure magic. It was, it was pure magic. And we actually ended up, I was like, it's gonna, they're going to guide us to where if we need to eat for dinner. Um, and you know, in Paris, it, you either need, usually really need to make a reservation or you need to get, or, or you need to be prepared to wait like an hour and a half. Like there's long waits. You need a reservation most places. Uh, and we ended up right in front of one of the restaurants that, uh, was like on our list. We were like literally right in front of it. It's where it brought us. And there's no wait. There's no line. We sit right down. I'm like, how much more perfect can this get? Right? The universe will will guide you 100%. So that's one of my favorite things to do. Hot tip, synchronicity day. Um, you know, and it's cool to see where the universe takes you. You can also set an intention if you want to get a message about a certain thing. I did set an intention that I wanted to get a message about a certain thing and I got lots and lots of signs. And it's fun to just let yourself trust, you know, and see and see where you end up. And um, we got some really powerful messages through that, you know. So that, I think, kind of wraps up my Paris recap. That was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Is there anything else that I should share? Um, the guides are just saying like they're they're trying to use, you know, many people right now are moving and sharing experiences. They're trying to use different people as examples of like why it's so important to trust your intuition and to go wherever you're guided. And that for just a lot of people right now, 
you're we need to travel places and get we need to touch we're saying touch different cultures and locations and places where we have history um so that we can remember what's blocking us and we also need to go these places to help with the healing um because the earth is crying the earth is crying and the earth needs support and the earth and and many like buildings you know think of Gaia but also think of just buildings themselves like have done so much for us and it's like paying it back you know like mother earth has cared for me kept my feet on the ground given me food my whole life and it's like okay the least I can do is clear some stuff the, the least I can do is you know help some of these buildings out um a lot of natural disasters I mean, this whole other topic, a lot of natural disasters happening are not natural, but that's for another day. Ones that are, remember that the land is holding that vibration. And so places where there have been a lot of pain and sadness and low frequencies are stored, that is basically like the brewing ground for a natural disaster to occur, whether that is a fire or a hurricane. Um, and this isn't always like current. It's, I mean, yeah, there's current stuff, but this is also stuff from like thousands and thousands and thousands of years that's just been stored on the land and it's just sitting there it's the same way of like if I am have intense anger from an event when I was a child and I never feel that I never move that out of my body I never clear that then that can develop into a health issue when I get older you know and so we are seeing these health issues of mother Gaia and it's time we start working with her to, to, to release this stuff to transmute this stuff um it can't just be like ignoring it or band-aiding it. We, we do have to like get in there a little bit, you know? And so if your frequency is needed somewhere, you will get the call and you've got to trust it. And you also got to remember that you are that powerful. You are that powerful that just being in a place can help to heal it. And a lot of places are needing some different energy right now. They A lot of places have been getting a lot of the same energy, right? Similar types of people floating through. And so it's almost like, they're popping like diff very different frequencies into new places. Does that make sense? To shake up the energy and get it flowing again so it's not stuck. So trust where you're guided. Okay, so that's what I have to say about the Paris update. Um, hope this finds you well. Um, all in all, it was a great trip. Very, very grateful for it. Um, yeah. You never know. You never know what you're going to have to do when you travel. But um, I do think it was definitely a, it was a very psychic trip, I'll tell you that. Um, and it was work. <laughs> but also a lot of fun. Also a lot of fun and also a lot of great food. So um, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I will chat with you again next time.